Hi, this is Dan. And I'm Rachel. And this is Gay Gay with the Bible. Bible. We're two queer social workers. Working our way through the Bible. We're not Christians. We're not experts. We're just a couple of gays. Trying to figure some stuff out. Real gays. Real Bible. So Prince of Egypt. So Dan and I watched this independently. We have not talked about it. I Mm -hmm. really wanted to talk to you about several things. I did. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. So what we're going to do is the movie is about an hour and a half long. And conveniently, each 30 minute segment is like an act. Yeah. You know, there's a very clear transition at each 30 minutes. So what we're going to do is Dan here is going to give you some background on just the general creation of the movie. And then each of us are going to take a turn at the three acts of the movie. I'll, I'll just sort of go, th- go through some bullet points that kind of like put into perspective how this movie came to be. Because I also think it's like wild that this exists as a movie for children and families. I mean, that and it's not like a Bible movie. Oh, there is. This is an A-list cast. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So what what are things that like led up to the creation of this film? In 1986, Steven Spielberg produced an American tale. And I'm I'm highlighting that here because, in my opinion, an American tale. Have you ever seen an American tale? No. Oh, my God. It's so it's it's I mean, it's a story about like. Jewish mice that are escaping, you know, black cat Nazis. Wait, this isn't like Fievel? Yeah, Fievel. Oh, I've seen Fievel. It's not called an American tale. It's Fievel Goes West, right? No, that is the terrible sequel that okay. like we well, don't we don't even talk okay. about I'm that. I'm sorry, I'm gonna let like, you, I'm I'm gonna let you finish. I don't even think that Amblin Entertainment did Fievel Goes West. I think that might have been a whole other production company. I don't know if Spiel, Steven Spielberg produced Fievel Goes West. Um, listeners, you can, you can let me know. So Steven Spielberg produced an American tale in 1986. And I think this really set a precedent for sort of more, more sophisticated or serious themes in cartoon movies. And I'm calling it a cartoon movie right now on purpose. It got mixed reviews because a lot of critics found it too, too bleak for, for the kiddies. My memory is not that. I remember being like really sad, but I also loved it. Do you remember as a kid? Knowing, I remember going to see it. But do you remember knowing, oh, these are, this no, is about when Jewish I, mice. When I, when I got older, I was like, oh, and I learned about like Nazis in World War II and, you know, what happened to the Jewish people. Then I was like, oh my God, like, like Fievel, right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I remember going to see it. I remember the song. Like, we sang that song all day, me and Julie Inglet. So just keep in mind, Steven Spielberg produced An American Tale in 1986. From 1984 to 1993, Jeffrey Katzenberg serves as the chairman for the Walt Disney Motion Picture Company. So he was tasked with the animation division. And his job was to turn it around and make it good again. So under... Jeffrey Katzenberg came Disney's renaissance. There was 1989, The Little Mermaid happens, and that changes animated features forever. Now it's referred to as animated films. These would be cartoon films, and now it's animation, right? This created animated features that had dignity in class, that appealed to kids, but also adults really loved. Right. Like, animation was beautiful, songs, everything so well thought out. So he went on to 
also produced Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and he had a big hand in Lion, Lion King. However, Katzenberg leaves Disney in 1993 before Lion King opens. It was, he sort of left due to some expectations that he would become second in command to Michael Eisner. There was a lot of drama there. I'm not going to go into it because we don't have time. In 1994, Katzenberg founds DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and David Geffen. He had been pitching an animated version of the Ten Commandments to Michael Eisner at Disney for years, and Eisner refused. Now he's got his own movie company, so now is his chance. Meanwhile, probably starting with The Lion King, Disney's movies are growing up. They're becoming a bit more sophisticated. They're not just, you know, fairy tales anymore. You know, Lion King is basically Hamlet, right? You got Pocahontas which as problematic as it is, has like a little bit more heft to it. Mulan, certainly. I want to also throw in that at at this time, like owning a VHS player and renting VHS, all very accessible. Easier and easier to consume. But, But animated features are growing up, right? They're becoming more sophisticated. Their content is becoming more sophisticated. So now there is like, uh, there is a landscape that can accommodate the deserts of Egypt. Yeah, heftier stories. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1998, DreamWorks releases The Prince of Egypt. All That's right. where I am. Just kind of wanted to. I love that. I just kind of wanted to break it down. Yeah. There's also a really great article. I think I think it's about the creation of Beauty and the Beast, and I want to say it was by Variety, and it's online, and it's like an oral history of the creation of Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the Beast, yeah, that, that came before. after Little Mermaid. Yeah, well, it was but before, before Prince yep, of Egypt. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready to talk about Act yeah, One? I'm okay. ready. So like most animated features, Prince of Egypt is a tight hour 30, which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to do the first 30 minutes here. The movie opens with a little intro that says, and it's just text on the screen. It says, quote, we believe that this film is true to the essence, values, and integrity of a story that is a cornerstone of faith for millions of people worldwide. Um, I liked that they included that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also the music in this is awesome. It opens with this song called Deliver Us. All of the music was put together by Hans Zimmer, who is Jewish. His grandmother was a survivor of the Holocaust. Uh, he has done projects, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Holiday, which is like a personal favorite of mine, The Lion King, Dark Knight, Gladiator. So like some really has some heavy hitters here. The music is great. I mean, like right away, I'm just like yeah. kind of. sucked in here so it opens with moses's mom escaping with moses as a baby and also aaron and miriam are part of that as well moses's mom places moses in the basket sends him down the river there's a touching little lullaby that's sung that's going to come up later and then like perils of the nile ensue there's like sharks and alligators and like fishermen and like way more of the realities than you get in the bible of like what it would be like to like send a baby down the river in a basket right so there's a little bit of suspense there it doesn't go on for too long but then moses is found by pharaoh's wife and baby ramses is 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 with his mom pharaoh's wife when moses is discovered and there's already a little 
kind of tinge of jealousy happening here between between the two boys. Um, also to note, too, that Miriam witnesses Moses being received by right. Pharaoh's wife, Pharaoh's family. So there's some relief there. So she is aware of where Moses is at, which I think is congruent with the Bible. I'm pretty sure it that she's oh, watching. Yeah. 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 Okay. So flash forward, uh, Ramses and Moses are teens, adults, not really clear. They're racing chariots. There's like, you know, clearly a sense of competition brewing, as was foreshadowed in the earlier scene. Lots of shirtless dudes. <laughs> but there's also love. Right. Between the like, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's they like are, fun. Yeah, there's camaraderie. Yeah, they're getting into, like, you know, mischief together, and there's definitely love there. I think there's, there. like, a song about mischief or something. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. Lots of, lots of shirtless dudes, lots of, like, some, some butt humor. Um, I missed some beats <laughs> because I'd be, like, taking notes, sure. right? And I was going to pause every time I did it. I, I put a note in here. I wonder who Dan thinks is cute. Um, I put probably Moses, but I don't maybe know. Maybe Jethro. And, oh, my. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Kidding. No, there were like a couple just random, random people. Moses, older Moses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 For sure. So at a certain point, they're like racing these chariots. The nose falls off the Pharaoh sculpture, which I thought was kind of a cute little homage because that's not what happened most likely. But right. there's that very famous. Is it, a, is it considered a statue or like a pyramid i don't know that very famous like very sphinx. large yeah sphinx yeah, like the nose like is the missing yeah. yeah so kind of cute um daddy pharaoh is big mad about this and yeah. daddy pharaoh is patrick fucking stewart did you yeah. know that yeah oh my god so patrick stewart aka pharaoh like approaches the boys he's upset he's like you guys gotta stop causing havoc around the kingdom. You know, Ramses, you're about to be Pharaoh. It's not a good look. Pharaoh goes pretty hard on Ramses. Also, like Moses kind of negotiates with Pharaoh too after that little incident. And he's kind of like, hey, dad, I was part of this too. I was just as much to blame. You shouldn't go so hard on him. And then later they flash forward to this like ceremony where Ramses is named Prince Regent. <laughs> Prince, Prince Regent. So um, then we enter the magicians who are, I can't remember their names, but it's, it's fucking <laughs> Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. yeah. Father of the Bride. I still haven't Re watched Murders in the, what is it? Um, Murders in the Building? Yeah. Or? Murders in the Building. Yeah. I yeah. still need to watch that. And as watching this movie, I was like, oh, I gotta, oh, I gotta. Yeah. I've heard really good show. things. I've heard yeah. really good things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the magicians are Martin Short and Steve Martin, and they kind of put on this little show, and then they offer Ramses a female slave in a cartoon children's movie, right? Mm -hmm. um, Moses kind of humiliates her. I forget the exact interaction that happens, but I think she fought like Moses is like messing with her, and she falls over, and the whole thing, and then Ramses orders her to be cleaned up and sent to Moses's room as like a gift, basically. I will spoil this now for you that the female slave is Zipporah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make that connection? Oh, no. I mean, I knew that was Zipporah, but I guess I didn't realize that this, I didn't really know what she was doing there. Yeah. I didn't know she was a female slave. Yeah, she must I have gotten have captured. Typing. This yeah. is totally not part of the Bible yeah, that's story. So one hundred percent. No, this is like just for narrative. This is like purposes. a reverse Aladdin situation. Totally. Like she's the Aladdin and Moses is the Jasmine. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So Moses is is appointed by Ramses to be the royal chief architect. It's it, he's given a ring. 
Moses goes up to his room and to he's looking for the girl, discovers that she's escaped, and Moses kind of covers for her when she's trying to escape. The guards are right he there. He could, escape. yeah, he could have pointed her out. He sees her off in the distance and basically distracts the guards while she gets away. Um, he goes to follow her because he's intrigued and ends up at a well. Which is well, 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 very congruent. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That, yeah. that was at a well. Mm-hmm. I caught the second well. There's another well. Yeah. And if you're, yeah. for whatever reason, just joining us today, like <laughs> randomly because you Google you, Prince of Egypt yeah, and the, found our, our podcast, we have made, <laughs> we've made a lot of connections to like important, pivotal things happening at wells. It's a theme yeah. throughout the Bible. We'll probably, wells, wells represent romance, yeah. fertility, mating. Yeah procreation turning marriage yeah yeah yeah. at the well is miriam and aaron miriam is played by none other than sandy b sandra bullock Mm -hmm. miriam not singing miriam not singing yeah yeah and then aaron is played by jeff goldblum which is just chef's kiss Miriam tries to approach Moses. She thinks that he's there because, like, he knows. He doesn't know, by the way, in this movie. He does not know that he's adopted. He doesn't know anything about his heritage. So Miriam thinks that he's there because he's kind of, like, off the beaten path here. he's come to find them. Yeah, and so she approaches him. Um, Jeff Goldblum, a.k.a. Aaron, is like, no, Miriam, like, he's he doesn't know what's going on. Miriam is pretty insistent and, like, wants to tell him, like, no, like, this is, you're our brother, all this stuff, right? Moses is clearly not in the know. He gets pissed. He shoves Miriam to the ground and says that she's going to regret this night, kind of storms off. And then as he's leaving, Miriam sings the little lullaby that I mentioned at the top of the, the act here to Moses, and Moses kind of puts it all together and realizes that Miriam is not lying, that that he recognizes the song and he starts to believe her her story. He basically goes into like a full existential crisis. At this point, he's like running through the town. He's like, you know, very distressed. He, he goes down into the, the basement or the something, the tombs, and there's yeah. like... There's this really cool depiction that I, you know, when, when we first started watching the movie, I was like, there's no, they're going to sugarcoat the hell out of this. And like, it's going to be just like candy coated. Like they're not going to talk about killing the babies and all this stuff is going to be left out, but they actually address it. They address it a few times. This is the first time they address it. And it's kind of in this really cool hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, hieroglyphics. Yeah. Hieroglyphics, like kind of animation of the order that Ramses puts out in the beginning of Exodus to have all of the newborn Israelite boys or any babies in general. I don't think it's boys at that point to be thrown into the Nile. And so Moses, for whatever reason, like hasn't been in this area of the tomb. He sees these hieroglyphics. Unaware of this history. Totally unaware of the history. And he is very disturbed by this. At that point, Pharaoh, a.k.a. what Moses has known as his father, comes down. He confronts Pharaoh and says, like, you know, why did you do this? And Pharaoh says they were only slaves. And that is where... Act one ends. Yeah. Yeah. I've mentioned a lot of my little comments as we go along here. Like I said, I was very skeptical of this movie being true to the book in the sense that it would depict the murder of children. And it it does. It it does. It does not gloss over that. And we'll see it again. I don't want to give any spoilers here. Big difference here is in the Bible, Moses 
knows who he yeah. is. Yeah. In this movie, he does not, uh, which is a really big part of the movie's storyline. I was totally blown away by the A-list cast. Helen Mirren <laughs> is in this movie. Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Patrick Stewart, Danny Glover. Is it Danny Glover's Jeth- Jethro? Yes. So yeah, A-list cast. A-list cast. Music is fantastic. I also, inter- I also want to throw in that Eden Regal, this is my gay ass soap opera knowledge. Eden Regal plays little Miriam, like Miriam is young. Mm. And Eden Regal is known for playing one of daytime's most out characters, Bianca on All My Children. Cool. Who was like a major front burner storyline throughout like the late 90s and early aughts. Yeah. So let's give it up for Eden Regal. Yeah, that's great. I had I would never know Random. that. So yeah. yeah, the big thing that I I appreciated I think about this depiction is just because I'm always into family dynamics and relationships. Like I really liked that they highlighted the relationship between Moses and Ramses as brothers. Adds a whole other layer to the story that we'll continue to see throughout the movie that I just don't think was there in the Bible. Yeah. At all. And Moses is like a likable character, but also kind of, I feel I have a lot of empathy for Ramses in this movie more than I did in the Bible for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't even think Ramses is, is, is mentioned by name in the Bible if I remember correctly. Right. So this whole kind of relationship is made up. There's still a lot of speculation as to whether this is a Ramses that this, yeah. the, the, the Pharaoh is never, is never mentioned by name. In the Bible. Bible, Yeah. Yeah. In the movie it is, but not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they, you know, obviously it's the, it's the entertainment industry. It's the film industry and they had to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. They consulted over 600 religious scholars on this film, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. And they were all like, yep, this is, this is cool. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. I mean, obviously I think everybody... Everybody knows of the deviations, right? The things that they totally made up to propel the emotional part of the story, which I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Just like you said, because, and that's what we said when I was reading, I kept being like, does he know, does he know whether he's, he's Hebrew or Egyptian? I think the understanding in the Bible is that he he did always know. Mm -hmm. The other difference here is that the Pharaoh's wife finds him. So he, he becomes the son of the Pharaoh in the, in the Bible, it's the Pharaoh's daughter finds him. Mm, So he's the grand, he, he's the adopted grandson of the Pharaoh. There's not necessarily any mention that there's a brother Pharaoh that becomes a Pharaoh. It might just be the same Pharaoh, the grandfather, or it doesn't really matter. In the Bible, Bible. at at one point it does say that the Pharaoh changes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But they have no relationship. Yeah. But this just gives it all, it gives it an added layer. It gives, it gives Moses a lot of emotional work to do. And it makes it a story about Moses with people. Whereas the Bible is really more of a story about Moses with God, God. Mm-hmm. right? I'll talk about that a little bit later. I thought that the opening was very operatic. I was like, oh my God, I want I want an entirely sung through version of this. You know, I don't, I don't want like, we sing oh. and then we talk. We sing, I want like, it's sung through. I, I mean, that opening was epic. And what was really cool about that opening and then like the hieroglyph sequence is they were the same thing. The opening was for adults. The opening was for like, 
I mean, if you're a little kid watching the opening, you're like, I don't know, there's a lot going on. I don't yeah. know, there's just like a lot of adventure and, you know, there's people running and there's something scary happening yeah. and a baby's being sent down the river. We as adults, we know. I think most adults have at least a passing ref- understanding or a passing reference to the story. But then the that beautiful hieroglyph, that beautiful upsetting hieroglyph sequence comes along and that breaks it down for the children in, in a way that explains to them but also isn't super graphic right right that's what i liked about it too is that yeah yeah so yeah they don't they don't they don't pull any punches with this with this movie i think i think largely so far and throughout it pretty much does tell the story oh story plus yeah 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 and it gives these great emotional dimensions to it i loved the artwork the landscapes are like matte paintings. The background paintings really look like concept art. Like the characters are really sculpted up front and then the background mm-hmm. really looks like super conceptual and dreamy. Like there's and... this one scene where it's Pharaoh's profile. when oh, Yeah, yeah. Up against the... Up against yes. the... Yeah, it was... Up against like the profile of the statue of yeah, him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just really cool. Like great. Like what you would call it cinematography in like a live action film, but it's yeah. just... It's animation. It's great. Also, other than maybe Steve Martin and Martin Short... Like, there are no bad guys in this movie. Like, there's no, like, I'm just a horrible villain. I'm a mustache twirling villain. Everyone is human. Yeah. Pharaoh is human. Pharaoh loves Moses. Pharaoh loves his son. Pharaoh, you know, has something of a heavy heart about what what he's done, but he's got to do it. And he's justified it in his mind. He's, yeah, yeah, there's no, no, but it, and it really raises the stakes for Moses in like an awesome way, right? It would be way easier to go and do all this if they were like, yes, right. I did this. Yeah. But he's like, you got to make really hard decisions when you're in my position, Moses, right? And same with Ramses. And we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go along. I also was just bothered by white voices. Like 90% of this cast is white. I don't know if there's any Middle Eastern person involved at all. No. Zipporah's entrance, um, I mean, you spelled it out, but I actually thought it was all a little bit too much. I love Miriam. I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roman thought that um, Moses's birth mother, whose name is Yahabit Yeh- Yeh- or something, Moses thought that she looked like Jada Essence Hall. Who is a cast member of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And I thought his adoptive mom looked like Jennifer Lewis, the mother of Black Hollywood. She's the grandma Mm, on Blackish. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I also noticed like the the very white voice actor cast. But there was something interesting to me when I looked up some fun facts after the movie that there is an Israeli actress, Ofra Haza, Mm -hmm. that plays Yohebed, who is Moses' mom. Yeah. Um, and she's like a really famous pop singer mm-hmm. in, in Israel, I guess. I don't know if she's still around, but yeah. In on the various recordings, she she always does the singing for Moses's mother. Yeah. So she translated that song into like 50 different languages. Yeah, it was like English, French, Dutch, German, yeah. Greek, Swedish, Italian. I mean, like it's just, always her. Yeah. They didn't get somebody from that language. Yeah. Yeah. To to do that, which is really cool. Yeah. But that was like what they did then. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not by any means excusing it. Yeah, I, I put in my notes. It's it's the fucking 90s. Right. And it's just yeah. like this wasn't on anybody's yeah. radar at the time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Act two. You ready? All right. Act two. 
So we leave off Moses confronting Pharaoh, AKA daddy. And it's just like, daddy is basically like, why do you care so much? These are just slaves. Moses is not happy with that. So Moses basically is pondering his entire existence on the river. He talks to his mom. Once again, his mom is Helen Mirren. His, ad- his adopted yes. mom. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there's a song. I don't remember what song. And then Moses takes a walk through the like slave fields is what I'm going to call them. But it's basically like slaves like building. Remember the bricks and the mud that we talked about earlier in Exodus? They're they're doing this. Yeah. They're building these structures. And he starts to feel like really icky about it. Just like in the Bible, there's a slave driver like beating a Hebrew man. And he goes to try and stop him in the Bible or he kills him and in the sand like that's I think how the Bible describes it in the movie here they're like on some scaffolding and Moses like throws the the Egyptian guy like off of the Hebrew slave and then that guy falls it's like more of an accident yeah 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 and falls off of like essentially a cliff and kills him and conveniently in the scene Miriam and Aaron are there and they witness this Ramses is like Sort of off the scene, but so he doesn't see exactly what happens, but he does see Moses like run off to address this. And then Moses comes back after that guy is dead and he's very distraught. And Ramses is like, don't like, dude, whatever I say is the law. So like, I don't care what you did. You're innocent. Don't worry about it. Why are you tripping? Uh, But Moses is really distraught and he basically tells Ramses goodbye and he can't explain it. Go talk to the man I once call father and leaves. And Ramses is like literally left there like screaming for Moses to come back. And Moses just doesn't. So cut to Moses, like very distraught wandering through the desert. There's like this crazy sandstorm. Um, Mm. Moses is like buried in sand at one point. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot about There's, that. There's like a camel that comes and literally like pulls. Oh, I was so relieved the camel didn't talk. Right. I, I, I was so relieved. There's I was no like, talking There's animals. no talking animals. There's no There's talking a, like, animals. There's like they have some quirky like comedy personalities yeah. the way like your dog might, but like that's Yeah. That's about as far. I was very relieved yeah. that there was no. Yeah. So camel kind of like drags him it appears to none other than A well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. At the well is Jethro and Jethro's family. And part of Jethro's family is Zipporah. So Zipporah is there. They're not like really interacting very much at this point. But doesn't he do something? Doesn't it? Does he chase people off or something like that? He does in the Bible. I don't know if he does in the movie. He does something to help them. And then they like take him in. Yeah. But like the daughters are like there's Zipporah. And then the other daughters are like eight years old yeah yeah whereas i feel like in the bible they're all probably considered to be well which one is the sure sure and yeah 10 they were all 10 (laughs) so yeah enter enter jethro like honestly if you've been following along the podcast like jethro is one of my favorite characters so yeah jethro self-care yeah Yeah. jethro's here and he (laughs) he is Played by Danny Glover, sung by Brian Stokes Mitchell. Brian Stokes Mitchell, who we've talked about yes. before. Yeah, who yeah. played Sweeney Todd at the at and the, the Kennedy Center. Yeah, at the Kennedy I mean, Center. He's also from uh, yeah, like Showboat and Ragtime. I think it was just still yeah, very yeah, funny to yeah. see his name pop up right. at episodes. Like, oh, later. and you're like, yeah. I know him. Yeah. I'm like into musical theater now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, I'm Jet- a gay boy. <laughs> Jethro sings like a, a song about like family and like I don't know. And it is such a good song. It's <laughs> it is such a good song. Like what is it about? It's like I don't even know, but I was like, this is such a great song and like just the whole sequence. Yeah. It's about yeah. like family and like counting your blessings or something yeah, like that. Or like yeah. when you're down and out, don't it's give up. It's sort of about like, yeah. the, it's it's about like the simple life and like Moses transitioning from being like this royalty prince yeah. to appreciating what you have and the things around you. And yeah. Yeah. So in this time, um, Moses grows like a super biblical beard um, yeah, the whole song is a transition. It's a time transition. Yeah, it takes yeah. you through a lot. There's like a relationship developing between I'm, I'm going to call her Zip because that's what I did in yeah, my notes. To give her. So like Zip and Moses are like kind of flirty. He's like become part of this family. And by yeah. the way, Jethro in this movie looks like what I at least have pop culturally been indoctrined to think of as Moses. What Moses looks yeah, like, like, right? Long gray yeah. beard, yeah. like long gray like hair. God. Yeah, like, like God. Yeah. yeah. Also, Zipporah is played by Michelle Pfeiffer, which like, mm, my God. And sung by Michelle Pfeiffer. <gasps> Let's just be clear. For real? Because Michelle Pfeiffer sings. I did not know that. You know Michelle Pfeiffer I sings. I did not. We're, I want a cool writer. No. A cool writer. <laughs> You've never seen Grease 2? No. What? No. Oh, baby girl. I know. I'm sorry. Baby girl. I'm, so anyways, yeah. there's like some sexy dancing between Zip and Moses and then they get married and like, yeah. And it's all still during the song. Yeah. 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 Jethro like, yeah. It's yeah. So Moses gets up early one day and like goes on a walk. <laughs> And discovers the burning bush that we all know to be like God. There is a lot of like verbatim Bible references here. There's the here I am. There's the I am what I am. Remember mm-hmm. Dan and I going through all of that with I y'all. Am what I am. Yeah, like it all happens, but like in the this movie, it's like a way more calm situation for the most part. Um, it's really yes. trippy, but like also the voice of oh, by the way, Val Kilmer is Moses. Oh, the voice yeah, of I don't know if we've said that. No. Yeah. Um, and also the voice of God. So here's here's an interesting thing. So the voice of God, they knew that they did not want to do like a big booming, I am God kind of voice. They had initially, and it's still in there, had all of the cast be the voice of God. So it's almost like this like silvery, whispery mm-hmm. kind of, and that's, and that's interesting because that's also what it's like in Raised by Wolves. When, mm. when you hear the voice of God, it's like this kind of like, Oh, it's creepy. <sighs> it's really creepy. So they had all of the cast do it, but then they were like, Oh no, we do need like a lead voice. So they had Val Kilmer's voice be the primary voice, but you can still hear a lot of the other whisper. voices, sort of like a whisper. It echo. does start off as like a Moses. Yeah, so yeah, and it like it. coaxes him into this That's burning everybody bush. Everybody in yeah. the cast, that is which very is super cool. Yeah, you know, they also wanted to use Val Kilmer's voice to give the idea that like it's not just God, but it's like what the voice in his head. Yeah. So there's a certain yeah. like psychological reality sure. to it as well, and mm-hmm. it reminded me of once like the man voice came up. It reminded me a lot of the Fortress of Solitude and Superman. Yeah. Right. It mm-hmm. did remind me of like. From the planet Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. When you are da, 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 da. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole. Because yeah. I did. I put at first God's voice is way more calm and comforting than I imagined in my head when I was reading the Bible. And then the very next hash mark I made is, oh, no, wait, he's yelling. 
Yeah. So he starts yelling and it is Val Kilmer and it's like, there's some aggressiveness it's happening. Just, take off your shoes. Yeah. Yeah, they do like, make him take yeah, off his shoes. They, did, they, did. they still made him take off his shoes. Um, I put that it's like trippy. There's like this smoke that's supposed to represent God, and we'll see that again later too. And but it's not burning red and it's no, it's like, like, like a glowing, like a glowing blue, blue, yeah, it's violet. Really cool. Yeah, it is really yeah. cool. And it, I mean, it's a cartoon and it's meant for children, so I understand this. But it did help to have that imagery. It makes it. It just. It did feel like less scary than I had created in my head when I was reading the Bible, which like probably intentional. So, okay, it's trippy. So then God tells Moses that he's kind of the chosen one, which isn't really addressed in the Bible, right? Like Moses is never Wait, designated I, as a prophecy. Can I stop you for yeah, a second? yeah. I just realized that I wrote the same thing that that you did. I wrote. God is so calm. Take off your shoes. And then my next bullet point is, okay, God, God intense. Yeah. Which like the God whiplash. But then comforting again. Yeah. Is, but then that's, comforting that's again. Exodus, yeah, that's Exodus though. That's Exodus. That's Exodus, yes. baby. That's Exodus. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, God, God tells Moses that like he's the chosen one, that there is no, like in the Bible, what you and I harped on so much was like this whole realization of like, oh yeah, oh my God. I forgot about those Israelite shit. They need my help. Like there wasn't that. It was like, I've heard my people. They need help. I've, I've chosen you, blah, 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 blah. Right? right. So Moses leaves the burning bush, like obviously very ready to help. He goes home. He talks to Zip. They, they talk to Jethro and pack up and go to Egypt. Just the two of them. They're on their way into Egypt. There's more like disturbing imagery of slavery. It's really kind of like hammering in the reality that like there is a, a very large group of people being oppressed, which again, children's movie. I was surprised they they showed some of the things they did, but they like there's whipping. They did. There's and whipping. And yeah. yeah. It's 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 a sad scene here. <laughs> Which I'm I'm glad that they showed that. I would be disappointed if it was this very sugar-coated kind of situation, right? Because that's not the reality of slavery, period. So Moses returns to Ramses. They have, like, at first a pretty touching reunion. And then it turns very quickly when Moses starts to tell Ramses that, like, he is a, he is a Hebrew and that he is here to free the Israelites. There's the snake trick situation that we covered. It it went on pretty much like the Bible states, right? Like Moses has the staff, the staff turns into a snake. And then the magicians who are Steve Martin and Martin Short kind of do these like light tricks. They show them like pulling the shades. They show there's like fire and they like, have this whole number. It's a, it is a number. Playing with the big yeah, boys Yeah, playing now. with the big boys now. And it is, it is amazing. If you're not going to watch the whole movie... You can probably like just go on YouTube and find playing with the big boys now. It is, it's so good and it's so smart how they condense. It's so smart. This and what we'll talk about with like the plagues, of course, but the, the, the way they condense this whole like what we had referred to as pissing contest and or wizard, episodes. wizard, yeah, like battle. a wizard off. Yeah. 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 It's so well done. It is super well done. Playing with the big boys now, you're right. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay. So <laughs> also important to note is that Ralph Rafe a- finds AKA Voldemort is adult Ramses at this mm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ramses at first kind of like even after playing with the big boys now is done, Ramses takes Moses back into his and of little course they do their own singing. Yeah. 
Steve Martin and oh, Martin Short. Oh, they yeah. do? Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ramsey's like, takes Moses back and is like, hey, bro, like, cool show, but, like, I know you too well. Like, what are you here for? Because remember that in the beginning of the film, not the Bible, but the film, the two of them are very, like, pranky, like, brothers, like, mischievous brothers together. So he kind of thinks that Moses is, like, yanking his chain a little bit here. And Moses is like, nope, I'm really serious about this. And, like, you you need to release my people. So Ramses gets pissed at this point. He realizes that Moses is serious and he doubles the workload for the Israelites, just like what happens in the Bible. Yep. And then mm-hmm. that is where I ended act two. I mean, I think I just interjected along the way. So I don't I don't think I have anything else to say. I loved the numbers in this Jethro's number and the playing with the big boys now. Sequins, <laughs> like they were super cool. There's a few songs that I like listened to on Spotify this morning. I can't find it anywhere, but there is a Nashville version of this where like playing all country artists. No, oh. the whole the whole show. Like all country, there's like a, when they made this movie, they released three different versions of the music so that it would appeal to all these different demographics. And there's like a country Nashville version. We need to find I that. need to find we it. We need to I find need this. I, my, my favorite thing about this, which of course they didn't do this. It's like, it's all the editing I wanted. It's all yes! of the editing I wanted for the actual Bible because the Bible's like, Tell, go and tell them this and that. Go and do this and that and this and that and this and that. And then they go and they do this and that and this and that. Like, it's just, they tell you and then they do it and then they tell you and then they do it. So it's so much repetition. And this just like trims through all of that so nicely. What's also really interesting is that God is such a voice throughout Exodus. Like, Exodus is always about God telling Moses what to do. There's none of that here. No, Moses is like taking initiative. Yeah, except for what's coming up. Yeah. Except for what's coming up, which I'm quite okay with. Because I'm in love with this Moses. <laughs> I'm in love with Moses from Prince of Egypt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just God is God is definitely a huge presence. But God is not like this character with this ego, and which is also a problem because these versions of the story are more popular and more compassionate. Um, they, they have more of an impact on people's understanding of the Bible than the actual Bible. Yeah. So they are not, they're not getting all of like God's ego, God's screaming, God's pettiness. They're getting like hero Moses and God's behind him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And more people have seen Prince of Egypt than have read the entire book of Exodus. I bet you, I'm going to say that again later. <laughs> Okay. Act three. Act three. Act three. All right. Final act. Moses goes and talks to Aaron and Miriam. He's basically apologizing to them. You know, he's saying like, hey, it's me. I'm back. I'm here to help you. Uh, Aaron's a little skeptical. Miriam is like very happy. While they're there, they're like on the river. And I thought this was like weird and comical that like Pharaoh happens to Ramses, who is now Pharaoh, happens to like float by in his boat (laughs) while they're like talking. And he's like, hey, Moses, you still you're still trying to free those Israelites. 
right? It's like very taunting. <laughs> so weird. And Moses is like, you need to free them or else my God is going to punish you. And, and, and Pharaoh's ego can't handle that. So he sends his guards after Moses. And while they're like wading over to him in the water, God comes from above the voice and says, Moses, put your staff in the water, right? And so Moses does, and the, the Nile turns into blood. Everyone gets really freaked out. The guards are freaked out. They go back. And then, of course, the magicians, a.k.a. Steve Martin and Martin Short, are on the boat with Pharaoh, too. And Pharaoh looks at them like, all right, like, all right, how are you going to rebuttal this? And they do, like, a similar trick in, in a little bowl. And, like, Pharaoh's satisfied with that. I thought it was interesting to, to, to depict it that way because in the Bible, you know, there was, like, this back and forth. And then the magicians did the same trick. And it's like, well, how? Like, in what sense? But it was all phony baloney, right? And mm. so now it's like it it put a visual to it that, again, does not exist yeah. in the Bible. I mean, in the Bible, they actually were able to do that one. Right. Yeah. Well, we're, let, we're made to believe. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, we don't actually know like what goes down. Yeah. So anyways, that happens. There's some serious glazing over of the plagues, which I kind of appreciated in some way. Like, Actually, if you look closely, there is not. Is there like a montage? Yeah, I mean, okay. the whole number is a montage and every single one of those plagues is represented in that montage. Okay. I didn't even catch them all, I, but I, because no. I, I was like typing, I was looking mm-hmm. and, you know, it just, it all happens so quickly. But the, the 10 plagues, are all represented in one way or another in like a three minute sequence. Yeah. But I did read okay. that they're, they're all there culminating in the, the final. Right. Which is shown. And I am going to get into that. Yeah. So I also, before you, before we go on to the plagues, we haven't talked about that in this movie. Aaron is like a non-character. No. Yeah. And he's Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Like, yeah, he has like a paragraph of lines. Yeah. I mean, Aaron is number two. Well, number three, right? Because yeah. God's number one. Moses is number two in the Bible. And in this, like, Aaron's just like this bitter, s- skeptical yeah. brother. Yeah. He's like, I don't know about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the, the plague montage, Moses goes back to the temple where Moses previously discovers the, like, depiction of the murder of the babies and the hieroglyphics. Um, and Pharaoh is there, a.k.a. Ramses, right? And they have one last, well, not last, but they have a, a confrontation where, where Moses, again, urges Ramses to release the people and doesn't tell him what's going to happen, but tells him that, like, he is putting Egypt basically in, in peril, right? Pharaoh doesn't listen, sends him on his way. And then we get to the the birth plague, right? And the lamb's blood. And there's a sequence of everyone putting the lamb's blood over their doors. It was creepy. Because the lamb's blood is what you need to do to signify to protect, that you're protected yeah, from this. From the... the- plague of the death of the firstborns yeah, or exactly so yeah. they show everyone putting the lamb's blood over their over their doors and then there is this i mentioned smoke earlier when moses was talking to the burning bush representing god right so that smoke kind of comes back and the way that they depict the murder of the babies the firstborns is really like kind of 
graphic, I would say, for a cartoon yeah. DreamWorks well, movie. Well, go watch an American Tale. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know they're mice, so that like changes things. Sure, but sure. Go watch an American okay. Tale. All yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, much darker than I thought it would be. There's, you know, they show it. I think I I watch things with captions on because I have terrible hearing. So like the the captions that were coming on were like sound of a last breath sound of a last breath and that's kind of the way they signify oh. that these Why kids did you have the captions on? Cause i just always do because i can't hear very well and i'm lazy oh. and i'm usually eating chips oh yeah. i can't handle captions. oh i love captions we're gonna run into a problem you and i yeah we so. are <laughs> i've watched movies with you we haven't had captions it's a on. new thing it's a oh, new thing for me i'm concerned i don't know what were your thoughts on that part like i thought it was really well done i thought it was really the, well done the the tenth killing, plague, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Re- I, I mean, throughout this whole movie, I was like, oh, oh, they're they're doing that. They're going there. Yeah, like they're they're showing. They this, did it. There's a know? point where like a little boy is like carrying a pot. And then they show him walking into his house and then they show the smoke following. Yep. And then you see, you hear the pot break and then you see like an arm flop out of the door. Yeah. And it's like, damn. And let's keep in mind, listeners, that this, this is, this is God. Yeah. This This isn't God. Yeah. A demon. This is God. Yeah. This isn't a villain or what is the villain of the movie. This isn't Pharaoh has sent people out. Like at the beginning of the movie, it was Pharaoh has sent people out to, to kill firstborn. This is God is killing the firstborns. Mm-hmm. There, this, this film is not portraying God as a hero, right? And I thought that that was pretty ballsy. Ballsy. Yeah. And that that is accurate. Like mm-hmm. they don't show God as like the petty, commanding, demanding, love me, do this, do that. But they don't sugarcoat the act. But they don't sugarcoat the behavior. Like mm-hmm. the plagues are are a wild scene to watch and the the final plague of the death of all of these children is is upsetting and and all ultimately ends with the the death of, of Ramsey's, Ramsey's son. son. Mhm. Which I don't think that's in the Bible. Is that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that the mm-hmm. Pharaoh has a son that died. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. Ca- I don't. I don't remember that from the Bible because that just adds like a. Well, I remember the final confrontation between him and Moses in the Bible being like. Well, maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? That could be just my memory of pop culture. I mean, I have yeah. 500 notes on it. I could find out for <laughs> right. you. But yeah, I, I was yeah. I was impressed with the way that they depicted that the wailing thing. I was curious if they were going to include that. They did. They included the wailing, the grieving parents and families when they wake up and find their children dead. It goes on for a long time. There's like a couple of scenes where Moses yeah. is talking to Pharaoh and you can just hear in the background like this wailing. It's really creepy. So, yeah, yeah Ramsey's son dies and he basically tells Moses to like get lost forever. Moses goes and there's like, I think too prematurely, like this uplifting song <laughs> that is um, there. You know, there could be miracles when you believe, which we'll talk about later. It, it That song did. W- OK, so I'm just going to. Yeah, we're going to okay. say it now. Yeah. The song is sung by Whitney fucking Houston. Yes! And Mariah fucking yes! Carey. When that song came on yes! at the end. Now, granted, in the movie, it is not Mariah Carey. Or no, Whitney Houston. It's no, the people no, no. singing yeah, this song. Yeah. But the cr- end credits are like. And so this song won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. Well, song, song yeah. it, but also the 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 movie that de- later went on to win best original score for movies oh, in general. It? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. 
So if you're ever at pub trivia and you need to know like DreamWorks movies that have won Oscars, here you go. So it, it quickly kind of transitions to this of everyone leaving Egypt at this point. And it is pretty cool to see. It's a big group of people. Yeah. And it was helpful to have that visual, I think, after reading Exodus, right? Like to see mm-hmm. how many yes, people, because yes. it's so easy to get lost in these like these details and like who's right, who's wrong. And it's like, we're still talking about a really large group of people that were slaves for a really long time. Yeah. I even had to pause right here. I was like, wait, there's gotta be more. There's, this, I like, did I too. I how, did the like, same how much thing. Time was left I did the I same like, thing. There's gotta be more. Yeah. I know there's like, we, we, have, we have so much more to go. There is something that is said a bit earlier. I just want to get too far past it between, and this is different, very different than the Bible. It's an important statement that I think the the writers and the producers wanted to make, but it's also not in line with the, the Exodus's perspective. When Moses and Ramses are having one of their final arguments, Moses says to Ramses, no kingdom should be made on the backs of slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where you're like, what? Yeah, like, go yeah. Moses! Yeah. And again, this is something that, people and watch in popular culture and are like that's the bible the bible it's not it's not the bible it's not the bible even as we've talked about after they leave egypt there's still slavery rules for slavery like well you can own this person for that Mm -hmm. long but if she has this she has a baby and does this so and, and you can certainly have slaves of other cultures Right. Yeah. So slavery, that's that's not a truism. Very for good the, point. For the Bible. Very yeah. good point. So everyone's leaving. They everyone's excited at a certain point. There's some mourning that goes on. Like there's definitely like a heaviness to the group as mm-hmm. they leave of like recognizing that there's a lot of grieving families right now. But then they are they're kind of celebrating a little bit. They get to the Red Sea and then they realize that Pharaoh's charging. It's very chaotic. The fire cloud comes. The fire cloud. Yeah. The fire cloud comes yeah. and like wipes out a portion of the army. Um, and the fire then, cloud blocks them from right, advancing. While the Israelites part, while Moses, Moses parts, parts the, the Red sea. sea and the Israelites yeah. proceed forward, right? It's really kind of cool. You, I remember you having a lot of questions about like, what does it look like? Yeah. Like, yes, what is it? Yes, like, you got all that. I got I'm going to let you take, take it. I like, got it. Tell yeah. us what you no, saw. No, I saw like <laughs> Moses like stands in the middle of the ocean, like drops the staff into the, the ground and the water just erupts on either side of him and it creates walls of water on Which either side of him. I had a lot him. of questions. I had a about. lot of questions about. Yeah. I was like, what is the what is the geography here? I'm so confused. And like a clear, dry path between the waters of walls mm-hmm. that the people are like, oh, okay, we can walk through. It was this really that really reminded me of like Disney, not like Disney movie magic, but like a Disney parks attraction type of magical sure, moment. Sure. Like I was like, oh, that is so Cool. But also, like, weirdly realistic for a cartoon, right? Because, like, there was parts where you could see, like, whales and, like, creatures and things. Yeah, and yeah. people, they showed people, like, kind of, like, cautiously proceeding. Like, it wasn't just, like, normal. Oh, yeah, they were freaked out. They were right. freaked they out. Were freaked they out. Were but really animals freaked out. were freaked out. Like, yep. the, yeah. The camel. Cool little visuals they, there. Um, it's both CGI and animation. Interesting. Yeah. Like, Interesting. I mean, there are parts of it where I'm like, oh, my God. And this is early CGI, but... <laughs> really well done i mean even when you watch like shrek now you're like what is this like am i what am i what am i looking at like shrek which is also which is like dreamworks big hit right shrek came several years after this and that was like what put like dreamworks animation mm-hmm. into the, the stratosphere you, you know now when you watch 
Now, now when you watch Shrek, you're like, is this like a Nintendo game? Like what, what's happening? It doesn't right. look, it doesn't look very good. Yeah. But this looks amazing. It did look that really water, good. It's CGI and animation and it just looks absolutely gorgeous. It was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. You've got the water on either side and then the army advances mm-hmm. and then he like, you know, waves his wand and the water cra- crashes them and, and kills them. Except Pharaoh. Except Pharaoh. Which, interesting little. Who's left stranded. On like a rock. On a rock. Yeah. Like depleted and exhausted. Yeah. And but alive. All, alive. And and obviously the Israelites all are all, they're all safe on the other side. I was like, are they setting up a Prince of Egypt too? Right. Like, well, that would be a. The return of um, Ramses. Right. <laughs> like like um, Aladdin. Ramses the Revenge. Of Jafar. Yeah. Like <laughs> Prince of Prince of Egypt to Ramses Revenge. That would be a more boring tale. I would. Well, that would be very yeah. very a big like deviation, deviation from the Bible. But there is this cool moment that is not pictured in the Bible at all, where after the Israelites think or know that they're safe, there's like some lamenting that's going on, but then there's like a little bit of celebration and people are starting to feel relief. And Moses takes this moment to go like stand off towards the sea. He realizes that his brother is probably dead, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or what he knows is his brother. I don't think he knows that he's alive. There is like some cutback to Pharaoh who is alive, like Ramsey's alive on this rock. And he kind of yells out like Moses. Yeah. And Moses says like, goodbye, brother, like to himself. And there was like this, I don't know, again, these like bringing like the human story to this, like really helped to like form this in my mind. But to your point earlier, it's problematic because like that's not the story. That is not what the Bible depicts. There is not as much humanness in the Bible as this. So it's like this very, I'm very torn about the whole experience. I loved the movie. Also like, well, are we, are we going to talk about Whitney Houston or what? Is there something before that? So Moses comes down with the, comes down with the tablets. Like they don't even (laughs) say what he's doing or what they are. It's just like, you all know that it's the The 10 commandments. They, they, there wasn't an original intention to have that, but Steven Spielberg was like, well, no, it's got to end with the Ten Commandments. It's got to end with the tablets. But it's like this movie is like so f- this movie is not this movie is about like brothers and and, you know, yeah. it's not it's not really about like God's law. Exodus no. is about establishing God's law. This has not been about no. establishing God's law. So it is it did feel like trying to tie it together yeah like it did feel a little bit left field for me with the tablet. it was like oh okay but again putting in that tablets moment visual it it seals the deal for people that this this story this version of the story this is what's in the bible and it's like no no it's not and also this movie and i will we'll talk about whitney houston but (laughs) this movie does not tell you the story of exodus no because there is like a whole second half of the book of Exodus that's about a group of poor, suffering, starving people wandering through the desert and being tortured by this egomaniac. Yes. I was thinking Nobody that- Nobody knows this half of the story. I was thinking that when Mo- when they showed the visual of Moses with the tablets, I'm like, oh, he's about to go down and murder 3,000 oh, yeah, of yeah. them. There's, there's, <laughs> there's burning golden caps and people are drinking gold and- 
Like, yes. Yeah. Uh. So, but in, 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 before you get to that, in movie land, it ends at this very uh, picturesque moment with Moses holding the tablets. He's looking onto the camp. The tents are there. It looks very jubilant. And then Whitney fucking Houston. Yeah comes through singing there could be miracles when you believe and yeah. oh my god i lost my shit i was like and then mariah carey came through and i was like oh my god i was like i just put in all caps happy pride y'all <laughs> whitney and mariah duetting on a the prince of egypt and i'm watching <laughs> yeah. it in june yeah so yeah that was it that's yeah. what i got I yeah mean, i mean it. we both just like i was like did you know whitney I did like, not know. Roman's like, I, I but I've heard so, but the song. I forgot. We both yeah. like looked up at our our fireplace with our painting of Whitney, Whitney watching over us singing away, and then Mariah started singing. We were like, oh, oh no, it's still, you know what? I you Put love you like Mariah. So that's the Prince of Egypt. Oh, it was a such treasure. A nice surprise. I mean, and we we made like we did a movie night. Like we made popcorn. We we really did it. Yeah. We really Denise did didn't watch with me. She was like, mm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. I think we, it was like when we got home from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. We got home from Chicago. We watched, we caught up on Drag Race. And then I was like, I got to watch this movie. Do you want to watch? And he was like, yeah, let's watch. It let's was good. It. it was like entertaining. I Get thought it was popcorn, really entertaining. Had some Cherry Coke Zero and. Wiling out. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. next episode, Dan and I will take you through a very, very brief Brief synopsis of 36 through 40, the final chapters of Exodus. Super brief. Like super brief. Five minutes long. And then we're going to have a little classic Dan and Rage movie night, which we usually reserve just for It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Around Christmas. We've also done some like bad rom, like Christmas rom-coms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hallmarks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we're going to watch um, the Ten Commandments and we are going to give give you all of our Thoughts and thoughts. yeah, and I hear there's. I think there's some like gay stuff in it. Ooh, it's like yeah, sexy. When I think yeah. of that movie, I'm like this perfect is a for pride sexy movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it too. So join us next time, and we will have a little Ten Commandments celebration. All right. Yeah. See you then. Go watch it. You, you've got, oh, yeah. you've got, you've got some time. Mm-hmm. Just set aside three hours. It's three plus hours. Is yeah. it something like that. Yeah. It's like three plus hours. I can't wait to get my pharaoh on. Hi, this is Dan. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And listen, wherever you're following this podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify, please like download continue to follow us tell your friends you can also follow us on instagram at gay with a bible pod we'd love for you to be part of the conversation leave us messages ask questions be involved we would really love for this to be a community experience thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time Mm